Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, Blue, what do you find most beautiful? Uh, Chocolate. Sunrise. What do you mean by beauty? What do you mean by beauty? I was talking about visual beauty. What I find like beautiful in sense was like, I found love to be beautiful. Oh my God, why am I thinking about a boy when you say beauty? Stand up fussing and fighting. Hello. Hey. I'm, <laughs> I'm Nalika Radway, and this is Raising Rebels, a podcast about oppressed parents raising free children. Rebel in the morning, rebel in the evening, too. Today, I am joined by, I don't know, I'm always just so excited to see you, and uh, so, like, sunshine, right? Um, You used to be my friend crush, but then now we are, like, <laughs> friends, so I'm joined by sunshine. Um, welcome, Ola. Thank you. <laughs> Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm from Bedside, Brooklyn. I represent, mm-hmm. and I am an artist and a set decorator for film and TV. I'm a yoga teacher and a mom. Also. Um, oh, creative of a project called the Free Black Women's Library, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's a mobile library with books all written by Black women that travels around Brooklyn and New York, and sometimes leaves New York. Yay! So we like to start with how are you feeling right now? One I word. Feel, I feel okay. Yeah, I feel I feel good. I feel a little bit like relaxed. You know, mm-hmm. it's a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. It's very. Mm-hmm. Sunday is like my day for chilling, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I get try to get some good sleep. Mm-hmm. I did my laundry, cleaned the house. Mm-hmm. Very old school about my Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, you know. Um, so I'm feeling, yeah, like really settled. Like I'm feeling like I was moving a lot, and now I just like landed. I feel really settled right now. So tell us about your lovely daughter. Oh, my daughter is amazing. She's a senior in high school. She's an artist and she's an activist and she's a Leo. <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> um, what is the last conversation that you had with your daughter? Mm. I think the last thing we talked about was food. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good bonding point for us Mm because we both love to cook and we both love to eat. So I think we were talking about our grocery list for the week. And what is on the grocery list for the week? (laughs) (laughs) Tell it, tell it, tell it, tell it. Well, um, popsicles. Yes, 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 yes. 
oat milk, uh, cereal, fruit, um, kale, mm-hmm. spinach. What kind um, of popsicles do you like? The Trader Joe's popsicles, Ooh. the fruit flavored ones. They're like mango. They always have something. that thing that just hits, and like whatever it is, you just gotta go get that. Like Trader Joe's, I don't know how they figured out how to do that so well. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So today we're talking about beauty and how we help our children um, navigate this idea of beauty standards and how to see themselves uh, as beautiful in this very white supremacist society that we're all kind of sitting in. I think that when we think about beauty, it's about how you're perceived, like how people see you. And now that I'm adult, I recognize that beauty is something that like I feel inside. And then it's like, but when you're a young person, I think a lot of it is like, how you get messages around beauty. And it made me think about feeling seen or when someone recognizes you or sees who you are um, in unexpected ways. And so I asked you um, to do a recollection of your earliest memory of feeling seen. Um, And I asked you to push back as far as you can into your memory um, and share your story. Can you remember feeling seen as a child? Mm, not really. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Do you, did you ever, were you ever like on stage or did you ever like see a relative or somebody that you haven't recognized or didn't know um, before and like they noticed you? Were you ever so like, or even like in high school that someone knew your name and you're like, how the fuck do you know my name? Like, how do you know me? Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Um, let's do a different one then. Uh, what about? Do you have any recollections of beauty in your childhood? Of think thinking that you saw something that was beautiful, or you experienced something that was beautiful? Oh, for sure. The first thing I think of when you say that is when I got my first bicycle okay. and was given the freedom to ride it beyond the corner instead of just being able to ride up and down the block Mm -hmm. I could go actually go like around the whole block Mm -hmm. and there was something about that that felt very freeing and I kind of felt like I was this beautiful bird about to take off so I felt very I think I felt very beautiful in that moment Mm -hmm. and like the world looked beautiful to me Mm -hmm. because it was like I was getting getting to see it by myself and getting to choose like my own pace and what I could focus on Mm -hmm. as I moved, like whether it was like the trees or the sky or people's porches, you know, Mm -hmm. or just whatever, like the corner store, like if the corner store is different from the corner store that's closer to my house, Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Like, it just felt like an adventure. And mm-hmm. it was like, okay, no, like no parents, no, just, it's just me and my bike. Mm-hmm. Like, just I, like, that makes a lot of sense. You know? It's so interesting that your memory of beauty is something that you felt. Mm. You're so evolved, Ola. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I like my memory of like beauty as a child had a lot to do with seeing like things that I thought was beautiful. Mm. Um, and a lot of it too, you know, like on, and I don't have like, it's interesting cause I don't have a, well, I do actually. So I, um, grew up Catholic, whatever that means for my family. Um, and part of that process of going to Catholic school is that you have your communion, like at a certain age mm-hmm. and you go. And part of that process was you get to dress up in this white dress, this really yes. beautiful, um, what I thought was a really beautiful white dress. You got a veil. Um, it was. It's so, it sounds so crazy to me right now that you're doing this. With like no, those communion outfits those are can, beautiful. The, they well, are. I rem- so I, I feel you. I remember I that with like, the little fringe. Yes, and yes. all like you just felt. <laughs> I remember like this dress is beautiful and part of when I put it on, mm. then I felt like that was like I was wearing that beauty. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I got to kind of like have some of that too in that moment. Um and I just remember yeah, I can like, I can like, I can, it was like, it had like sat, you know, like it was like materials that you yeah. don't usually get to have on your skin. Um, and <laughs> it was real, like really interesting. And even this thought I was, um, t- we were talking about the story. I remember the first time we took our girls to Disneyland. And when, when you go to Disney, um, which is like one of these things that happens. Um, but when you, and we're gonna talk more about Disney in a little bit. Um, when you go to Disney, part of the process, you can go there and then you can get made up mm-hmm. if you want. It's one of these uh, part attractions. So you can go somewhere and you can like um, get made up. And I'm, this is my first time going with my kids. I'm like so get excited made up to, to look get like a Disney, a Disney character. You can get made up to look like a Disney princess. Wow. So you go there and like, I was like, you know, <laughs> I have amazing. black girls. I'm like, they can't like, my daughter's here is not getting no bun. Like I've been trying for years. Like it's not happening. Let me tell you, they got the, the jam and it's what we went and sat in the chair. It was this white lady. I was like, what are you about to do right now? And she was like, oh no, I've got this. I was like, really? If she did not, and and Blue, I remember, Blue must have been like almost four. She wasn't even four yet. She sat so still to get her hair done in this like, it's like the fairy godmother's house and you put on your outfit. She picked up what, what dress she wanted and then they turn you around and then she does close your eyes and then they put some sprinkle dust and like glitter and then you open your the little, like Blue turns around and she's in the mirror and she is made up like a princess. She was glowing. And I remember I was like, what the hell happened in this space? Like, what? Because I mean, I like, I like, I think she's the most beautiful person ever. But she moved through that space. The rest of the day, like you walk by and like, I guess people in Disney, the workers are trained to call children princesses, which I was like, that's fucking like, what the fuck? Maybe I don't want to be called a princess. But for my child, Every time someone walked by, I was like, hello, princess. Her back arch in a way, I don't see her back arch before. She stood up. It was like, yes, I am. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, you feel beautiful. And what it made me think about is like, so before that moment, were you walking around not feeling beautiful? Or like, what did she think 
beauty was or what messages did she get and all of it. And so I guess one of my first questions for you is how does you like when do you think your daughter felt beautiful as a child? Hmm. Well, hopefully all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think um, part of being a parent and part of being a mother is giving our children affirmation mm-hmm. about how they look, you know, mm-hmm. about how they feel, their thoughts, mm-hmm. you know. Because um, I think that's just necessary, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's part of um, raising confident children, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is um, letting them know that whatever space they're taking up in the world, like, they are worthy of that space and they're beautiful, they're brilliant, mm-hmm. they're creative, mm-hmm. they're loving, mm-hmm. You know, I, that's something that I say verbally Mm -hmm. and it's something that I express Mm -hmm. to my daughter Mm -hmm. on a constant basis. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully she, she receives the messages I'm sending, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and hopefully they're getting through to her. Do you have moments where you're like, I, I, I'm look, you're looking at her and you're like, oh, you feel beautiful in this moment. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. What does that look like? How did I you love know? It. I <laughs> yeah. love it. Well, I think um, I think the way you described it is uh, really perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like definitely a sense of you could see it in the body. Mm-hmm. It's something that that's embodied mm-hmm. by how you're standing mm-hmm. and the look on your face. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and just how you're moving through the world. Yeah, it's so interesting. You know, where you can kind of tell when somebody has confidence Mm -hmm, and when they're feeling themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's a nice thing to see. I love it. On black girls, especially. When did you, you know, that feeling and what you saw in your, you see in your daughter at moments, do you have any recollection of having those feelings yourself as a young person? Ever feeling beautiful yourself? Mm. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it depends. It depended on what I was wearing and my hair. And, you know, it's, it was very, like you said earlier, I think it was very much about the external. Whereas mm-hmm. now that I'm older, I understand that it's an internal thing, mm-hmm. you know, so certain outfits I felt very cute mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. if, I, if I was having a, like a good, a good tell hair us the day outfit, describe the outfit tell us no you have we are on we are we're people are listening they need to you need to like pay, tell the story tell the story oh my What's goodness the outfit? what is the outfit I, you know you know some cute shorts mm-hmm. some little top you know <laughs> for summertime mm-hmm. and you know, th- mm-hmm. things are looking toning together. Oh, toned in together. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I feel like. Is it when you're a teenager? Um, yeah. 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 Teenager and in my 20s, yeah. too. You know, something that happens in adolescence, like me too, like when I was a teenager, when I was feeling myself. Mm hmm. I wanted to be like, you could see it outside, right? Because I'm going to put on an outfit and I'm going to like. My shit is matching. The sneakers are matching the yes, shorts. exactly. And the, like the hair is like tight. And I took a lot. You take a lot of time in the mirror. 
when you're like for me anyway when i was a teenager getting ready like and then you feel like okay it is ready and i'm going out ready and for I, the world i don't even need nobody tell me because i already know i already but when i was a, like if i have to like push back before that so much when i was like 10 8 7 whatever the case may be there's a way that i got a lot of feedback around you're beautiful because i think like my physical self kind of conforms to what people's standards of beauty are in a particular way and so i got a lot of like i heard i was beautiful a lot but i never received it like i ne- i don't remember like internalizing that affirmation around beauty so we talk about affirming our children around they're being beautiful but I remember as a young person I didn't always I I didn't hear not always I didn't hear it like I heard people say you're oh you're so beautiful but I didn't feel that way inside um or I didn't like what I saw happen to my daughter when she like I never had that moment just from someone saying it I definitely have memories like I talk about with the dress and like moments where I feel like oh I feel good in this but hearing it didn't do that for me um and so it's really interesting right like as parents now of black children we're trying to do all of the work of affirming them and um telling them that what society might think is beautiful um is bullshit you know that's not where it's at and that you are beautiful and what makes you beautiful is like what you have inside and like how it shines out. Um, and I'm often curious and wondering if whether or not, whether or not they receive it. Because as, um, just like as an educator and like someone who f- works with ch- like children, just how I see people, I really believe in the idea that you, they're absorbing everything that's happening in the world they are absorbing you know the same magazines the same commercials the same all of it they are absorbing it and i think that if they are absorbing they're getting the message very clearly that their black skin their nose their lips their eyes what they see when they look in the mirror um is not what society says is beautiful um and I wonder around like, what have you done or what do you do to combat that narrative? Hmm. Well, outside of um, affirming her uh, verbally and uh, emotionally, I think I also engage in conversation with her around um, just like the culture of beauty and the politics Mm -hmm, of beauty mm -hmm. and um, the concept of beauty as Mm -hmm. as capital, you know, she's a little older. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, she's 18. Mm -hmm. And so having these conversations with her is not, uh, it works out very well because Mm -hmm. she's older, Mm -hmm. you know. um, What did you do when she was younger? When she was younger, I think I attempted to have those conversations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it, wouldn't get as deep as it gets now yeah, for sure. because she has more awareness now, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. more critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's important to 
challenge children's uh, critical thinking skills. Mm, of course. You know, when you see certain images are held above others, mm-hmm. you know, kind of ask them, like, why do you think that is? Mm-hmm. What do you think that's about? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. I think that's so incredibly powerful and I think it's it's nuanced. It's a it, it might feel like a nuanced difference, but I think it's so important and so different than just saying, you know. And I think what we would do a lot. You hear black parents do a lot with like, well, they may say this is beautiful, but actually you're beautiful, or this is what be- was beautiful, which I think is a good intention. But in many times when we're doing that, we end up gaslighting our children. Yeah. And we, you know, they start to think, well, you are constantly affirming me and saying that I'm beautiful. I don't feel that way inside. Right. And so I must be crazy because you told me mom, dad, auntie, everybody, like I'm beautiful. I don't feel that way. And so something must be wrong with me. And if you don't add the context of how white supremacy functions in our society, in our world, even with the youngest of us, even with the three-year-old, even with, um, you know, I, I remember so clearly um, one day Blue came home from camp and was like a wreck because she wanted to get her hair combed the way the other kids, mostly white kids in the camp were getting their hair combed after swimming. And she had locks at the time and nobody was like, she was, no one was combing her hair. And and I remember she came in, she came home and she told the story and I was a wreck here. I mean, I was like, I, all the affirmations, your skin's beautiful. Brown is beautiful. Look at what all of the things. And, um, I was like, oh shit, you you're you're living the world, right? Like I cannot Yeah, can't shield you yeah, from this. Yeah, I can't shield you from all of this. Mm-hmm. And if I get if I say that's not like it's not enough just to say that's not true. You're having a real lived experience. That happened to you today. You know what I mean? Everybody wants the attention of the adult in the room. You saw the kids with different hair than yours got that attention. If I come and say that's crazy, you are sp- you're like, no, b- bitch, I saw, you know, like it's going to be very difficult. And so there's a way that it's so important to give them the context of like, yeah, that's that's about white. That's that's like exactly the, the way you said it, I think, was so perfect of like, why do you think that is like mm-hmm. why? I didn't have the language or the knowledge at the time. Like, why do you think those girls are getting their hair combed and you're not like, what do you think is going on versus like, it's just there. When do you feel most beautiful? When I'm in my bed at night and I'm sitting here and I'm listening to music. Really? Yeah. I think I feel most beautiful when I'm dancing or singing. Yes. Because when I'm either dancing or singing, I feel like all of myself channeled into one thing. So I think I feel most beautiful when I am all of myself i back to what i said before that's a cool but music makes people feel beautiful apparently in this family but another you know what i think is the time where i feel absolutely most beautiful is when i'm playing piano which has happened like three times (laughs) but anyway it's still really fun (laughs) 
Really? Yeah, I think it's really cool how it makes you feel when you're playing piano and you're doing the motion. Elegant? Yeah, elegant, but like also sturdy and cool. Sure. sure. And then the other thing that I try, like there's things that I try to do around it that aren't about speaking. Like we, tr we, we want to use language a lot when we're trying to parent as a way of like getting things through when everyone isn't a verbal, doesn't learn that way. Everyone's not auditory, like everyone's not gonna get it that way. They're, you need different things. Yeah. And so some of the things that I do is we don't have a lot of mirrors in our house. Mm. Like we have one mirror in our house in the bathroom and that's it. And when I grew up there were mirrors everywhere, you know what I mean? And I was like, cause I don't, how can how does that help you like how what is the point of having mirrors in the space all the time um and kind of you feel beautiful even if regardless of what the reflection is and then the other thing is really being willing and it's hard as shit um to limit their exposure to certain media because children's programming is the most white supremacist. Like, I just feel like it is such a white supremacist space. And it's like, if you sit your child in front of Disney, you know, here we go again, Disney Junior, Disney Plus, Noggin, Nick, anything. You sit your child in front of that television. I, there's been studies that are shown like only all children after watching television, children's programming feel less confident except for white boys. Wow. Which makes perfect sense. It does. Because you're sitting in there totally and like, does. you know, you're getting like my, you know, my daughter, like my youngest, she's always like, the brown girls never have magic. They yeah. can't do shit. You know, like yeah, they can't yeah. do anything. They can't yeah. make they somebody no, like yeah. fly. They can't whisk themselves. They're never themselves. the heroes of the story. They're never, never the, the center, never the never. star. So, you know, so yeah. they're, they're getting these messages. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so wow, important around like how we shift it for them. Um, so there was this video um, recently, and I mean, it happens all the time, but there's this video of a young, beautiful black girl um, who was getting her hair um, twisted or uh, retwisted, her locks retwisted. And, and her beautician was just asking her, like, you're so, like, just talking, you know, oh, you're such, like, warm. And the little girl just starts crying. And it's like, I'm ugly, like, I'm not beautiful, I'm ugly. And no, I, you can see in the, the beauticians, like, just went and, like, affirmed her. Um, but the response to this was so powerful from the black community. So many black women, black people, probably black, like, rec like recognize themselves in that little girl. Her ability to be so um, vulnerable, you know, it speaks to how safe she felt in that space, which we often feel safe in our beautician's chair. You know, like many times you feel safe when you're getting your hair done um, and someone is in care of your hair. So that's that's like interesting that that happened for that child also. But in that she revealed like what was real for her. Um, and so many of us resonate with that story. And so how have you shifted your own understanding of like what beauty is 
So like you're saying you speak to your child and you have those conversations now. How did that happen for you? Well, I think my reading, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, my my uh, scholarship around black feminism, my scholarship around womanism kind of led me to led me down a lot of different paths. Mm-hmm. And one of those was just learning to deconstruct racism, colorism, you know, to constantly be aware that there are specific uh, systems in place that are oppressive towards women and oppressive towards black women. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is beauty standards. So Mm -hmm. it's just like one of those things Mm -hmm. like, you know, when it comes to like access to healthcare or education or safety or domestic abuse Mm -hmm. or prison industrial complex it's like black women are always kind of at the bottom Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um when it comes to beauty standards that's just another example Mm -hmm. of something that is you know just kind of like discussed and written about Mm -hmm. written about within black feminist texts Mm -hmm. like the politics of beauty you know Mm -hmm. and kind of how um you know there's a certain um there's a capitalist aspect to it, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's a subjugation aspect to it. You know, there's like a psychic violence that comes with it. And it's just, um, you know, a sense of acceptance, you know, like um, respectability politics. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many different like layers to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I think what has give me a sense of awareness is just like reading mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know reading essays there's a really good essay um i think it's called in the name of beauty mm-hmm. and it's in a book. you always come with the references <laughs> you always um, come with the references so it's written by this brilliant sociologist named dr tracy mcmillan cotton mm-hmm. Uh, the name of her book is called Thick and Other Essays. Tressie's and the dopest. she's she's a genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's an essay in her book, and I think it's called In the Name of Beauty, where she talks about the politics of beauty standards mm-hmm. and how beauty standards are oppressive for like black women, especially mm-hmm. black women who are dark skinned, who do not have like Eurocentric features. Mm-hmm who, uh, you know, um, loose curly hair, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, 4C, chocolate skin, mm-hmm. thick body, you know, dark, you know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's different levels. Cause when we talk about like the politics of beauty and mm-hmm. like black women, there's so black women come in so many different absolutely shades. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's different standards even within mm-hmm. the black community. I think along with something that I I really strive for and hope for myself and for my children um, in thinking about beauty is not just that they evolve, they think of themselves as beauty, beautiful, but that they are also evolving in what they see as beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's really, and I I think part of that, what how that happens is for me, the more I've felt beautiful inside, the more I feel like everybody's beautiful. Like I'll be in spaces and I'm like, people, everyone's so beautiful yeah. and different. And mm-hmm. like, 
but I remember in high school, I would count the people I thought was cute. You know, like, like you know, it's like, you high school cute. You know, like, whatever the case may be. And now as an adult, I move through spaces and I'm like, everyone's so beautiful. Like, you're, you're like, which the earrings you wore were beautiful, the I shoes you picked. And, it's, and I don't, I don't, I honestly can't tell you like the like I don't I don't see people as being unattractive you know like mm-hmm, and yeah. I don't and I'm like when did and why did that happen <laughs> how did that happen and that idea that so much of that is about how I see myself and moving in the space and in community with other people and so I think that is one of the gifts of breaking down this standard of beauty is that we all get to be beautiful and we all get to be seen and see beauty everywhere versus um yeah uh, and i i wish that for all of us yeah yeah i definitely experienced that too like i definitely relate to what you're saying because i think what happens is once you you know accept yourself as beautiful you know with with whatever flaws Mm -hmm. quote unquote you think you might have you start to notice like what makes other people beautiful yes. is their own flaws mm-hmm, sometimes, you know, mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. own like uniqueness, mm-hmm. their own like quirky style mm-hmm. or way of speaking. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like a physical kind of equation, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's a good feeling. That's such a good, I you mean, know? that's and such a. And I think it's something that you can actively work on. Yes. You know, I think that it's. Yes. I don't think it's something that you just like wake up one day and you figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that you need to, um, at least for me, I'll mm-hmm. speak for myself, mm-hmm. but it's definitely something that I remember actively working on is just kind of like seeing the beauty in every person mm-hmm. and thinking about how that would like shift my day or shift like my own sense of how I was moving mm-hmm. through the world. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know, I've at least I know for me, it was like an active practice Mm -hmm. that I needed to work on and develop. Mm -hmm. And now it feels very natural. It feels very easy. So, well, you're so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your big, big brain with us and your thoughts. Um, (laughs) Big brain. Big, big brain. But but I like that that video has gone viral because I feel like it started, it has started a really interesting conversation. Absolutely. You know, um, because there's a reason why she would say that. So I think people Mm -hmm. who are asking the question, like, why would this girl say Mm -hmm. that, are asking really important questions. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes people don't realize that they need to say these things to their children, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. They just feel like, you know, I'm feeding you, I'm clothing you, Mm -hmm. I'm taking care of you, Mm -hmm. I'm here for you. So that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm being a parent right now. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I got your back. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. children actually need verbal, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. verbal affirmation mm-hmm. and verbal comp- and like verbal interaction, mm-hmm. which is fucking exhausting. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, <laughs> you know it. Which is fucking. You know nobody exhausting. curses more than me. Nobody. Which nobody. is like you know, which can be exhausting because yeah. that is work, and sometimes maybe you don't feel like it because mm-hmm. you're tired and you're dealing with your own stuff. But there is a lot to be gained from those interactions. Mm, absolutely. Once you, once you like push through that mm-hmm. uncomfortability or that exhaustion and really like 
choose to engage with mm-hmm. your child around mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. and being it's, willing it feels like it's you can have really powerful moments you know what i'm saying where you like both you and your child kind of walk away from each other like feeling deeper feeling like a deeper connection absolutely you know absolutely so and having the capacity for what must be such a painful thing to hear like i wonder um if that child i like myself as a child if i would have felt i could say that to my mother mm-hmm. versus my aunt or my beauty like the beautician or like because you know that they're going to feel that pain the same way you feel that, you know, like there's something around that. And so the more we can heal our own, you know, feel beautiful um, and have the capacity and space for our children to share their, their pain and what's hard for them. um, Then we can grow to exactly what you're saying. Like these mutual, these conversations that help us, grow to a deeper place with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like that empathy, right? Like just building on that empathy. Um, Thank you again so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me here. (laughs) All right, bye. (laughs) This podcast was produced by Domino Sound. Why not just get together and live in one love and one unity, you know? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. <laughs> 